This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. moment with uh, with Mike Tomlin that was pretty damn cool and uh, and pretty damn timely because we talked last week about uh, speculation that our own Charles Ro- our own Yahoo's Charles Robinson our brother from another uh, poured some gasoline on with a column last week about maybe the Steelers are Aaron Rodgers next team watching Mike Tomlin make sweet eyes after he called this timeout to stop Aaron Rodgers from catching the Steelers defense slipping Looked like there was some unspoken admiration going on there. Like, what's up? What's up? Yeah, okay. What's understood need not be spoken. That's one of my favorite pieces of sound, too. One of my pay, uh, favorite pieces of B-roll. Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers, Michael Smith, going back and forth during the season. Like, I see you. I know you see me. I see you. I respect you. Maybe you respect me. So uh, this is this is a fascinating situation that we have right now with Aaron Rodgers. He is reportedly, Mike, mauling a huge offer from Green Bay. He's already making a lot of money from the Green Bay Packers, his current team. They are $27 million over the cap. If they were to sign Aaron Rodgers to a long-term deal, let's say three or four-year deal, they could get some cap relief and they could bring Aaron Rodgers back and put the tag on Devontae Adams and hey, we got the band all back together again. That's a possibility for Green Bay. But another possibility out there is that he could be traded to an AFC team on the list in no particular order, but I'll, I'll do my unofficial order. Number one on the list, probably Denver. Number two, the Pittsburgh Steelers, number three, and a distant third would be Tennessee. Because, hey, Mike, I'm not trying to trigger you, but Ryan Tannehill, we're all set. Ryan Tannehill is our quarterback. We've got our guys. We've got our guys. <laughs> but I, I'll say this. Look, in, in all seriousness, look, I don't know the longest the longest uh, amount of time you've worked somewhere. I can tell you the shortest amount of time I worked somewhere. You know that that would be Chicago from October to early December in the same year. So just a couple months. That's the shortest I amount of time I worked somewhere. I got you beat on that. 
I don't want to interrupt you, but I got your beat on that. But go ahead. Really? You work somewhere shorter mm -hmm. than eight weeks? Mm hmm. Seven. Where was it? Seven weeks. Seven weeks. A little startup. Where was it? A little startup. Oh, little, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Little, little startup. It was seven that, weeks. Uh, yeah. Oh man. It was two startups ago. Two startups. Ago, I didn't know yeah. we were. I didn't know we were competing in that. See, like, man, why no, don't you just yeah. wait? Why, why don't you just take it to 10 no. so I can have yeah, that record? Yeah. So shortest hey, amount of time I worked somewhere. Yeah, shortest yeah. amount of time I worked somewhere was a couple of months. Then after that, I got fired after about eight months. Um, show called IMAX. Uh, I got fired and I wish I could have fired myself because it was just time for that. That wasn't what I was looking for. Um, so they did me a favor. But the longest I ever worked somewhere and I'm going somewhere. Hold on. Uh, longest ever worked somewhere was 13 years and it got to the point. It was just time. It was time to move on. Like I remember when I left, they said, is, is there anything we can do? Is there a deal to be had here? And I said, no, I didn't want to play that game. It's not like I was going to go in there. Or, well, give me uh, uh, I, I want more vacation time. I want my salary to go up by 22%. Um, I want the red. Uh, I want the red M&Ms and I want my favorite snack of all time popcorn available once a week. It was just time to move on and I'm wondering with Aaron Rodgers. We keep talking about, you know, body language and what was happening last offseason and how he was passive aggressive with them. I, I really maybe it's not that deep. If he winds up leaving, it doesn't have to be a scandal. Mike, you work. You work for a place for uh, work at the same place for a long time. Sometimes it's just that moment for you to try something else and it's nobody's fault. It's a no fault divorce. You go that way. I'll go this way and I see you in five years. I'll give you a pound and I give you a hug. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver. That's a long way of saying it. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Denver Bronco. Brian ain't even that complicated. You know, in our business, when in doubt, Follow the money. This ain't nothing but a money grab, bro. This ain't nothing but a money grab. Michael, if Aaron Rodgers wanted to be traded, he'd have been traded by now. What's he'd have been traded by now? If this it's not that it's not that complicated. There's nothing to be torn over. He's torn. Well, if you're torn, look, Michael, we've heard this before. If you're thinking about divorce, you're already divorced. If you're thinking about quitting, you got one foot out the door. You're already moving on to the next gig. Talk about jobs. Okay, the times when I was thinking about leaving. It was it was already time to go. There's nothing to be torn about if you want to be a Green Bay Packer. So if you yeah, if he wanted to be, he's not torn. This is leverage. That's all this is this. Okay, we've, we've had a lot of conversations about leverage lately. Okay, he's not yeah. a free agent. He is leveraging the Broncos. The Steelers and the Titans who may or may not actually be in on this. I don't know, but this is to try to get as much money or the sweetest of sweetheart deals out of the Green Bay Packers as possible, not just for him, but for his boys. This is Aaron Rodgers squeezing the Green Bay Packers for as much money and, and as good a deal as he can get out of them for him, squeezing them to do everything else to his heart's desire. Maybe it's not, you know, his favorite candy in the green room. Maybe it's mm. Devonte Adams long term in green and gold. He's already got Tom anyway. Clemens coming out of retirement. That's going to happen. Be anyway. tagged. They ain't going to let Devonte Adams go. They ain't going to let him go. They ain't crazy. I, you, you didn't hear what I. You didn't hear what I said. Yeah, he'll Devontae be tagged. Adams long term in green and gold. He'll be tagged. Well, we'll 
It doesn't seem that way by tomorrow's tag deadline. Seems like tomorrow they'll, they're going to tag him regardless. Whether they work out a long-term deal certainly remains to be seen. What I'm saying is, if Aaron Rodgers wanted to be a Bronco, what's the holdup then? If he's already got a deal in place, what are we waiting on? He ain't sitting around tossing and turning at night trying to figure out whether or not he wants to finish his career in Green Bay or, or, or turn over a new leaf and, and start, start fresh in Denver. He wants to Whoa. be in Green Bay. He just wants to be in Green Bay at his number. So here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. It is okay. 308 okay. Okay. right okay. now, Eastern right. Standard right. time, Eastern time on Monday. Come this time tomorrow, right as we as we approach the, the tag deadline, I believe it's four Eastern. Deadlines are typically four Eastern. As we approach sure, the tag not? deadline, and yeah. after he's already done his hit on his TV show, I'm sorry, Pat McAfee show, once he does that, We'll have yeah. clarity come tomorrow and he'll say, oh, I always wanted to be a Green Bay Packer. Oh, I, I, my heart never wavered. I always wanted to finish my career with this prestigious organization with this historic franchise. This is what I always wanted. Don't believe all the stories about a deal in, in Denver and Pittsburgh and, and Tennessee. No, this is what I always wanted. So he's going to be able to have it both ways. He's going to be able to leverage mm. them with the threat of leaving and then come back and okay. say, he was never going to leave. You ever been in an argument with somebody? You ever been in an argument oh. in, a, in a relationship? It's like, I'm leaving. Well, then leave then. You, you, you just going to let me walk out the door like that? Uh, you, you, really? You going to let me? Uh, that's all this is. He just, he, he just I wish trying to apply pressure. I wish it's been more to you. It, it's obvious it doesn't mean enough pressure. to you. You just going to let he me walk out the door like that. Pressure is what okay. he's doing right now. Listen. All right, so let's just uh, shuck this corn right down to the stalks. Man, you're saying that Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer now yesterday today and forevermore Aaron Rodgers is a lifelong Packer forget about Denver forget about Pittsburgh forget about the AFC forget about a trade Aaron Rodgers is going to end his career with the Packers. That's what you're saying. That's what I said. That's what no. I said last year. That's what I said when all this drama was going down last year around the draft. Yeah. That's what I said all yeah. summer. That's what I said at the beginning of last season. That's what I said all last season. Ain't a damn thing changed. When in doubt, well, okay. follow the money. When they say it's not about the money, it's about the money. And in this case, he wants to have a market setting, whatever you want to phrase it, whatever the reports are calling it, contract. So here's the one thing I, which okay. is his prerogative. That's totally his prerogative. He's right. underpaid right. As, as a lot of them right. are. It's his prerogative to squeeze in for as much money for as long as he, as he wants to or can. He's been underpaid. Mm. He deserves it. However, and I have always pushed back on this narrative. There's that word again. I've always oh, pushed back on this. Or oh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have enough help. Or Aaron Rodgers, look at his receivers. Or the Packers have never given him a first-round receiver. Oh, boo-hoo. He's, 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 he's throwing and no, catching he, his own passes at the same damn time. Okay? Who cares, where, when you get, who cares where a guy was drafted? Who cares? When he gets his chunk of the salary cap, don't come back to me talking about how little help he has on special teams and elsewhere. Okay. All right. So this, this is interesting. Um, first of all, nobody would ever bring up the draft status because that's irrelevant. You know, there are a lot of guys. There are a lot of guys who are great players. What, what, what round was Charles Haley drafted? I don't know. Third, fourth round. There are a lot of great players drafted in the second, third, fourth round. Just because he didn't have a first round wide receiver doesn't mean he didn't have talent around him. So I'm going to push back against that one myself. By the way, one more thing before I get to that, uh, this, this point I want to uh, nail you down on. 
Uh, how many references tomorrow? You mentioned Pat McAfee's show. How many references to cancel culture? How many references to fake news? Uh, how many references to, you know, people who don't really know me, trying to represent me, trying to characterize my thinking? You know, Pat, you know, it, it's crazy out here in these streets. A lot of folks just trying to make up stories, uh, you know, trying to make a name for themselves off of my name. Okay, got it. I got uh, over under four. I'll take the over on that tomorrow. But Aaron Rodgers, this this is why this is why I, I disagree with you. Aaron Rodgers is going to get paid regardless. So if he's mm -hmm. trying to, if if his goal, and I'm not sure what it is, but the number one contract in the league, I believe, is Patrick Mahomes' deal. And yes. and it averages about That's what 45, 45, 40, million. 45 million. Yeah. 45 million. That's correct. 45 million a year. Yeah. So if you're trying to get 45 million, I'm guessing you can get $45 million whether you're in Wisconsin, whether you're in sure. Western Pennsylvania, whether you're in Colorado, Tennessee. Sure. Area. But you know, it's too so anywhere. I said he wants to be in Green Bay and he wants them okay. at his price. All right both financially okay. and but in why? terms of the things that he wants in the organization. If he just wanted to but, be in Denver, he'd be in Denver by now. What is he milking this for? He's milking it to squeeze them for, e for every. It's the same thing he did last year. He left them hard. twisting last year because you know, that's how. Last no, year. it's not that hard. It so is hard. Come on. What's it's so hard about He's been there. It's home. Green Bay, Lambeau Field, Lombardi, Holmgren. Okay, I mean, it's just a lot of history. The 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 the, the, oh, G, okay. the green. Here's gold. what I'll give you. It's hard to oh. be the bad guy. He doesn't want to be hated. He doesn't right. want his fan base in Green Bay to hate him. It's hard to be the bad guy. So maybe that part is hard. But if he wanted a change of scenery, if he wanted to go to this ready-made roster in Denver, that's a quarterback away, or so they say. Yes. If you want to go head so to head say. with Patrick Mahomes twice a though. year, if you want to meet up with Justin it. Herbert twice a year, he could have done that by now. He is squeezing this for the same reason he left him twisted in the wind last year, only to come back, have his festivus and airing of grievances at his press conference, and then move on and keep playing. Now, and Michael, there's a difference here. Again, we talked about leverage a lot lately with, when it comes to quarterbacks. Leverage last year is different than leverage this year. Yesterday's price ain't the same as today's price, okay? So right. last year, he had the contract. They were like, we ain't moving you. This year, he's got one year left on said contract with a $46 million cap hit. After all the negotiations, the renegotiations they've done, there's still $27 million over the cap. So they, he still has leverage in that form. Okay? So he can milk this thing for a little while. But if it gets okay. to a point yeah. where they're actually going to trade him, Michael, tell me what the, what the asking price is for a two-time reigning MVP. How like, uh, he's, not, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He doesn't Depends want to go anywhere. The price for Patrick Mahomes from Green Bay, and he's making him a little him different. Sweat. He's making him sweat and squirm. Simple as simple the as price, that. It ain't complicated at this price, point. The price, the price for those top two, is a little different than the price for Aaron Rodgers. Although Aaron Rodgers is a better player than those top Nathaniel two. Nathaniel Hackett okay. was the best thing that could have happened for this negotiation because now it makes it all the more real. We talked about this. Mike, we talked. About, Negotiation is only what you're willing to leave for. If you're willing to walk away Maybe. from the table or if you're willing to take another job. Of course, oh, of course I'll go to Denver with Nathaniel Hackett as their as their new head coach. Of course I'll go to Denver well, in Colorado 
AFC team. Come on, man. He wants to be in Green Bay and he wants him. He wants the money and he wants the power. That's what he wants. He's got the money to get whatever he he's wants. got the power and I'm going to tell you a narrative. I'm going to push back against it was presented by Chris Rock many years ago when he said a man is only as faithful as his options. That's not true. That's not true. Aaron Rodgers has many options. I got options. I got options. Does he? But I'm faithful. Does he? But he I'm can't faithful. trade himself. Yes. He still can't trade himself. He can't trade himself. He can't trade himself. But I think what he wants doesn't want to stay in Green Bay. Nothing personal. Just want a little something different. Something different. Then, then leave. The last three, then leave. Last three. Ain't nobody holding well, you. But you, hey, just make hey, a decision. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they just are. Make a decision. Just, just make a decision. Hey, man. Just pick one. Then just you pick can say one. that. Just make a decision. Alonzo. Then you say Alonzo. <laughs> you said he can't trade. He can't trade himself. So he can't just walk out. He's All he got to do is say, I don't want to be here. Trade me to Denver. He may have. So what you waiting he on? He may have said that behind the scenes. He may have said that already okay. behind the scenes. We know that. We know if, if that was the case, we know that we'll by now. He'd probably been traded, or there'd have been a negotiation. Yeah. Money, the man. Broncos. Must be the, the money. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Our guys were following me off the floor tonight and going into the locker room. I asked me, how does it feel to score 56? I said, I, right now, I don't give a damn about the 56. I'm just happy we got a win. That's just literally the first thing that came to my mind. Um, you know, and we needed, you know, pretty much all of them, you know, going against a team that's just so explosive offensively. Um, you know, at any moment, you know, just like in the second quarter, I could put 40 on the quarter. You know, like, uh, but like I said, I was just um, felt pretty good with my game tonight. You know, every every point, every part of the floor, and um, you know, like I said, I was able to make a couple of plays to help us win. An incredible performance. Uh, 
by the best best to ever do it, in my opinion. And I've, I've said um, it's just remarkable his will. And I, I think uh, you know the, the the biggest thing is like what he's done to transition his game to this stage of his career in terms of his shooting. You know, I mean, it's just an example for for every player um, to put the work in to his craft. Ooh, I, hey, look, I'm not even, I ain't, I ain't touching it. I ain't touching it. He did it. I didn't put him up to it. I know Frank, I've known Frank Vogel for a long time. I remember when he was the video coordinator, Rick Pitino hired him. I was covering the Celtics back in the day. Frank Vogel, young dude, on video, bright future. So I've known him for a while. I did not ask him to say, hey man, do me this solid. Say LeBron is the best to ever do it. Although I agree with them, but uh, okay, it's not gonna go there. It's a hot take. Like, it's, it, please don't. Oh, like, it's oh, played oh, out. It's we, a hot take I with thought you. We put, it's a hot I take thought we you. put that it's argument, that debate to bed months ago. I thought I dropped the mic on that long time ago. Like, you okay, you want to say? Because you didn't. Yeah, I you did. created another yeah, argument. Because you said no, it was a great, it was, a, it was a great line, but you Which created more problems. Was it a line? It was a whole formulated, thoughtful take that it was Michael Jordan like, is Prince and LeBron is Stevie Wonder. And so I know, I know. why debate them? See, that creates other problems. Because that creates other problems. They, he's graduated that, from a debate about him versus Jordan. Got he's graduated from that. You know, it's beneath them both at this point. Okay. Everybody's got a favorite. Anyway, that, that, that that's, that's, let's, let's not waste and that time scenario on Stevie. And that scenario okay. is Stevie. Okay, just, just so okay, you know. But, but, okay, right. but you're not, and, but you're not right. saying it definitively. The point is, okay. you're saying it's Stevie, but it's not like hands down, no argument. It's like you're, you're a little, you're like, it's Stevie. But anyway, right. you were saying. But I'll say this. Let's focus on it. Back this, to man. the lecture at hand. Look, look, Frank Vogel does bring up a, a great point about, and we've talked about it all season long, LeBron, what he's able to do at his age, still playing at an extremely high level, argument to be made that he's uh, for some that he's the best player in the game right now. I don't believe that he is the best now, but he's clearly a top five player in this NBA yeah. at the age yeah. of 37, which is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. His prime is now, his prime is infinite. Here's the question for what we saw from LeBron and that 56 point gym that 56 point tour de force masterpiece uh, name any kind of artist uh, that you want. Shakespeare, Voltaire, Tesla, <laughs> psychology professor, Black Thought, whatever. Any, any, anybody you can think of, he had it going. But is that, did he perform surgery that night for the Los Angeles or Lakers? And now the triage. patient is healed? Or was it just in an emergency? Okay, we're gonna put a tourniquet here. It's gonna stop the bleeding. But, you know, down the road, like a couple days, we're gonna have to deal with this and it's not gonna be pretty. He has Talk to signs me tomorrow. That, there's no question. There's no question. Talk to me tomorrow. Right. They're at they're Next at the game. Spurs tonight. They're at, at the Spurs. Spurs tonight. I mean, you know, you can you cannot assume anything with this group. What you can assume, because I'm gonna come back at you now. Last week, okay, one now. of the many, one of the many arguments, one of the many verbal fisticuffs we had last week. Does that look like somebody is about to shut it down? Can we shut that down once and for all? Can you shut down the shutdown talk that, oh, he's just packing in. Does that look like somebody is packing it in on a season? Regardless of, of how dire it may look, they're mathematically alive. Dude, go put up numbers. Let me drop that bar again. 
if the Lakers are mathematically alive, LeBron James gonna put up numbers. So can we just right. eliminate? Can we put that conversation to bed once and for all, please? The one, the church, the, the, the pew that you were sitting in, right church, right. wrong pew. That was the hill you right. wanted to die on last week. That LeBron James just shut it down. Let's go home because the Lakers got no shot this year. We all for that? You were listening. We you were listening, we but you didn't that? hear me. You didn't hear me. You didn't I'm listening to everything hear and hearing everything you you're hear saying. You didn't hear me. You know what? You didn't hear when me. people say ridiculous me. things, one of the things they resort to is you're not listening. No, I'm listening. You I'm hearing. You I'm processing. And you ain't making no sense. What I'm supposed to do about you that? You ain't hear it. You ain't hear it. I, I can't help you. I can't help you. But all I'm saying You can't help is, me. <laughs> I can't help you. Okay. Hey, look. Okay. There's no argument. There's no okay. argument about LeBron okay. James and his ability to play the game. Was that I didn't doubt? say you argued that. Yes. I didn't say you argued I'm that. So, you so thought really, that the best thing for so the Los this, Angeles Lakers, I'm going to say it succinctly. Long term. You thought that the yes. best thing for the Los Angeles Lakers long term was for LeBron James this season to shut it down sooner At rather than point. later. And I yes. told you how ridiculous it yes. was that okay. you would expect LeBron James if his team has an opportunity to make the play-in, which is a gateway for the playoffs, how healthy is he? For you to think that he uh, healthy enough to score fifty-six, help. Okay. I don't know, but I saw somebody who didn't look compromised. How about you? Okay. How, how about how about do you take him at his word? Hey, listen, I'm no I'm no doctor, and I, I don't have an inside line to LeBron James. I should, I should. Because there's a LeBron James and not me. Anyway, um, I, I don't have an inside line to LeBron James, but I, I've heard what he said about his condition, and he says that he doesn't have the luxury of time. If he did have the luxury of time, he'd take it because he's not 100%. That's what he said. I didn't say that. I didn't make that up. So if your team is just holding on by a thread, and if it gets worse, he said, talk to me tomorrow. Hey, they came off of what? What did they have? A four-game lo- uh, winning losing streak out of the All-Star break. Streak, then yeah. they four-game yeah. losing streak. They win this game. Yeah. If you get another four or five-game losing streak, and your best player, your franchise player, is not healthy, it's something to consider. But that's all right. That's all right. We don't have to. We don't have to relitigate that thing. We don't have to go back no, and forth. Let's I, not. You know, that's fine. Let's not. But I, I, I think the issue with the Lakers remains the same. And this game was able to cover up. This is the headline, but on uh, old school Boston Globe for you, Michael Smith, on the jump, and the sidebar on page C three. That I used headline. to write. Yeah, that's what I used to yeah, write. Yeah, you, yeah. you wrote the front hey, page listen. column. That's what I used to write. Yeah. Hey, I pay. I paid my dues too. I was in when I first started. I, I lived yeah. on C three to C five. That's where you can find me. But, you know, or four and five, see four hey, and five. That's often, where I was. Often, often time, my sidebars were superior, but I digress. You were saying, oh, go to the jump. Okay. It was. <laughs> you go to the jump. You go to the jump, yeah. and there's a little headline. There's a little headline written by the intern. Says, the Lakers <laughs> are considering. Frank Vogel's, Vogel is considering bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench, and that there's some debate about that now. I don't know how much debate. This is one of those things. Okay, how 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 long do you want to keep this thing contained? You just want to do what's best for the team and whatever happens happens or do you want to make a move that you think might be best for the team that is still well under 500 
You think you make you make this move, you think it's best for the team, and you know it's combustible. You know it's a powder keg. I think it's gonna blow. You tell the moment you tell Russell Westbrook, hey Russ, nah, nah, man. Nah, ain't, ain't no, uh, uh, and out of UCLA. Ru no, 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 you're not getting introduced. <laughs> Sit down right here, and uh, about six minutes into the quarter, then you go check in. You tell them that, it's gonna be a party. The wrong kind of party. So if you bring Russell Westbrook off the bench, uh, maybe their stars won't be shutting it down for the season, but the coach, he better, he, be, he, be, he better be ready to put up those hands, figuratively speaking, because it's going to be a problem. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, there's a lot of things that I don't do well. At the top of the list is cook, and I don't know if I don't cook well because I don't enjoy cooking or I don't enjoy mm. cooking because I don't do it well. But the mm. one dish I am good at making that I've made a career out of is making chicken salad specifically with this particular ingredient called chicken shit. I'm really good at making chicken salad out of chicken shit. So I know when I see it, the, ne the necessity of the Los Angeles Lakers making the best of a bad situation. And if that means bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench, and if that becomes problematic, then that's a problem for Russell Westbrook. Because is this is the same Russell Westbrook who we celebrated last week for his thoughtful exchange and answer with the reporter who asked what he envisioned about this season. Russell Westbrook, all he says is, whatever it takes to win. I'm, I'm here to do whatever it takes to win. Whatever, whatever my team needs me to do with that score, that's rebound, that's pass. Okay, right. Many a great player, many a Hall of Fame player, many a championship player has been a six man. And oh, honestly, yeah, like I mean, like who? Dave, Dave Cowan, uh, the great John no, Havlicek. When? when? John Havlicek oh, was Hondo. At one point, go down. And then, at, at one point, early in his career, Kevin McHale, early okay. in his career, and, and, okay. and then and don't, I, I said championship and play. I didn't say bit. win. Wait, I didn't say win. Okay, See this team, okay. No, May, okay, maybe I'm talking to the wrong person. Maybe but, your ego wouldn't allow you to do what's best for the operation. Okay, okay. No, no, let me listen. let me go. It's not personal. It's not personal. Don't make it about me because I ain't got no game. No, I'm, no. So I just be, okay. Hey, look, I'm I'd be happy. Hey, look, I'm happy on the team. If you let me be on the team, if does you give it, okay, me a uniform, I'm, I'm happy. Does the name does the name does the name Manu Ginobili ring a bell? Have you are you familiar with his work? Okay, I mean, listen, Michael. Yeah, there are yeah, great of. players who have come off the bench. If you're telling me that Russell Westbrook at this point in his career would be yeah. insulted by coming off the bench, if he, that's what's best for the Lakers' be. rotation and chemistry, no, he should not. Ah. That's his fault. Ah. Then that's Keep his phrase. fault. Why Keep should he? Why should he? Key phrase. I said he should not. That he should not. Right, no, no, right there. Key phrase. You said, if it's best for the Lakers. Now you told me the other day they had some. What's that cast name? What's that character's name? Reeves. What's his first Austin name? Reeves, yeah. first name? Austin, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Yeah. Okay, Austin Reeves in a starting lineup. At one point uh, in the season, they had Avery Bradley in there. Uh, they've had a lot of people in the starting lineup. You mean to tell me that the Lakers are so blessed that they can afford? To have Russell Westbrook at 32 years old, I think he's only 32, still a, a, a player in his prime. They're so blessed that it's best for them to bring Russell Westbrook off the bench. In what reality? In what stratosphere? Hey, 
what, I don't oh, buy so, that. Oh, so I, because it's work because it's working so well now. It's going so swimmingly right. now. Okay. Of course but, they should continue now, doing what they're doing. But now you're doing I think there's some, a definition for that. There's something. an old saying about that. Okay. It's called insanity. It's called insanity. I got it. But now what you're doing is going to another direction, and you're saying, and I understand why Westbrook would have a problem with it. You're saying, yeah, it hasn't worked so far. So the solution is to take Russell Westbrook out of the starting lineup and put him on the bench. And what you're saying is, Frank Vogel, that this has been Russell Westbrook's fault. That's the only way no, he can no, interpret no. that. It's not That's Russell Westbrook's fault. It. It's their fault for bringing Russell Westbrook on this team. It's the organization's fault. Russell is who he is and has always been who he's going to be, unapologetically. But Russell Westbrook also said something the other day on Friday when we talked about his press conference. He said, I've been on four teams in four years. Mm. You got a contract that don't nobody want. They may take it next year because it's expiring. But bruh, if if like if you're if all I'm saying to you is this, if you really want to win, or unless you're just spouting cliches, but if you really want to win, or unless you just want to win your way, but if you really want to win, coming off the bench and running the second oh. unit wouldn't offend your sensibility. I mean, I get being offended okay. by not finishing games. I don't care who starts the game, it's about who finishes the game. You tell me this. This experiment is not working. So, Let me put you the, answer, your, answer your general question. I don't, I'm just enjoying the show. I'm enjoying the yeah. show right now when it comes to LeBron James. Is this a turning point uh, Saturday night? I'll believe it when I see it because they've been woefully inconsistent all year. So that's LeBron James. One of the reasons why is they still haven't figured out their larger issues starting with Russell yeah. Westbrook. And if he's part of the problem, of not figuring it out if he's if he's being defiant. I think it was the, was Mark Stein's report to where it's impossible yeah, that he will come back next year. Then to me, that's that's an indictment and a referendum on Russell Westbrook. I wouldn't be insulted well, by that. If the best thing, if I'm just maybe I'm just wired differently. If the whatever the best thing for the show is, that's what I'm gonna do. So Michael, tell me what the best thing for the I'm show. Not sure is. About that. I'm just a, this is an alley. I'm not sure about that. The be, tell me what the best thing for the I'm show. Not sure is. About that. Tell me what the best thing for, for our success is. You can't know. even keep it doing with a straight face because you know it's true. I got no. I'm you know it's true. You, you can't even do it. No. Oh no. You, you know you can't even do it because you know it's true. Tell me what's best. What is I'm it best doing? for me to shut up? No, no. Listen, the best thing for Russell Westbrook and the Lakers is for him to be in the starting lineup. And that tells, and it's an indictment, not of Westbrook. It's an indictment of their team building. Maybe it's an indictment of the guy we just that. praised. But now On he's the there. But now On he's the there. So now what? I just said that. He shouldn't have been brought in. All that right. was a mistake. But that ship is sailed. No, so they can't buy him. They can't there. bench him. They can't buy him out. Now that he's there, what right. are we what are we here to do? We're here to win? We're here to win? Sacrifice. Theoretically. Theoretically. Sac ego. Start with your ego. Okay. You gotta, well, theoretically, we're here to win. Okay. Tell me this: Are they a better team with Russell Westbrook? Yes or no? Are they a better team with Russell Westbrook coming off the bench? Can't be. Can't say maybe. Yes or no? No. Are I'm not gonna better? say maybe. I'm gonna say I don't know. I know they're 28 and 35 doing it the way they've been doing it. I know they're 28 and 35. So whatever stones need to be turned over, whatever solution, whatever, whatever stuff you throw against to see if it sticks. Well, I don't know. Start? But they're 28 who's and 35. And maybe it is unfair to make Russell the sole scapegoat, but something Tell needs to change if you want to hold on to the ninth spot and get into the play-in, so that LeBron can yeah. be carrying you to the tune of 56 points. Maybe you got to change the coach. Maybe the coach ain't getting through. Well, that's gonna happen. Maybe the regardless. message ain't landing. That's gonna happen regardless.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. His third personal foul. Oh, these are our seats? Yeah. All right. That yeah. might be one of the greatest cutaways uh, in recent sports foul. television history right there is uh, uh, the perfect timing. The cutaway to Big Baby getting hit with the four and yeah. five, bro. That's us. Four yeah, that's and us. five. Somebody woke up wishing. We wish somebody we wish. Is, is sitting in our seats. I got a question for both of y'all. What's the best part about this video? Is it Big Baby asking, oh, this y'all seats? As if they yours. Okay, they clearly not yours. So you, is this y'all see? Whoa, 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 they're not yours. Two is a standing there, just kind of playing it off, just kind of like, okay, what do I do now? Let me just stand here, look around, act like it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's turn this into standing oh, this remotely. You? Oh, this no, you, oh, bro? Oh, this you? This you? Oh, okay. I ain't hey, know. I, I just, you know, I thought. Vinny. That's the Vinny, one. What's up, the, what's up with the Celtics, man? I mean, the last time they won a championship, Big Baby was on the team. <laughs> um, I, I, they can't give like they can't give a, a brother some better seats than that. I mean, like, come well, on. I mean, they won one championship, not four or five. Like the way that the <laughs> 2008 Celtics team talks, they talk like they the Patriots. Have you seen the team get more mileage out of one championship? That's true. In which a, a team a whole seven, book, a, a whole book. book. Hey. No, <laughs> I got one worse for y'all. That team went seven games in the first round with the 37 win Atlanta Hawks, and we out here yeah. acting like they the 96 Bulls. <laughs> Have some standards, Boston Celtics. I know y'all have yeah. only won what? one championship since 1986, but we act like y'all are the greatest team in the history of you know integration and everything else when clearly that ain't the case. That's a whole nother situation that I don't even want to get into considering I'm talking to two Boston dudes how the Celtics wind up getting no all Boston, this real estate. I mean, you lived there for a period. I ain't no Boston dude. You lived I there for there, a period. Because I worked there. Because I worked there. I met my I wife represent there. It. I'm from New Orleans. I represent I'm as much of a, it. I'm as much of a Boston dude as you are a Chicago dude, Vinny. Okay? How's that? No, no. That, that, no that, don't work. that don't work. How long, no, how long not, do you work in yes, Chicago? Yes, it does. 
How long, how long did you work in Chicago, Vinny? About four years. And four where do you years. live right now? And where do you live right now? Not in Chicago. Well, where <laughs> did you just uh -oh. move from? New York City. <laughs> you were just oh, in Chicago uh -oh. recently. See, I'm about to cuss you out. Point being, when you came on, first thing you said was, what up, though? Because you're still Detroit, no matter where Always. you move. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm New Orleans. I just, I just work here, and I, I lay my head here. I just work he's here. He's Akron, Ohio. I just work here. Yeah, he, he's Akron, Ohio. But well, he's let's writing get to the present then. He's writing books on the Patriots and all of that other and stuff. The Celtics, no, the I Celtics. Yeah, he's, he's a Boston guy. He's a Boston Look, guy. Boston, yeah. Guy. He's, Boston yeah, guy. He's a Boston all guy. All the way. Lived here longer say, than any other place. I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna save it for the break. I'm gonna let you live, my. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know you. I know you got something, but I'm just gonna move let's, on because I'm, I'm not gonna. Go to, I'm not gonna tempt you. Let, let's go to the present. A 54 piece from Jason Tatum yesterday, mm -hmm. um, with every superstar performance by Jason Tatum, and we, it feels like we just talked about this. How much more seriously do you find yourself taking the Celtics as championship contenders this year, as Eastern, at least Eastern Conference championship contenders this year? They're more party crashers this year than real contenders, in my opinion. Now, this says a lot about Ime Udoko as a head coach. This might say a whole lot about Brad Stevens as a head coach, and not in a good way, considering the way that this team is responding to Ime Udoka challenging these guys, and these guys are buying into it, especially after a rough and rocky start and the consistency with his message. I take more stock in how a team finishes the season compared to how they start. So the way that I felt about Chicago at the start of the season, when you had a defense that was turning guys over and were playing very opportunistic, and then you had two frontline scorers who could get their shot up against anybody at any time, that's the way that I feel about Boston now. Now the question is, when the playoffs slow down, because it inevitably does, the question is not just how can you get a good shot, it's also what can you do when your shots aren't falling because in the seven-game series, inevitably, that's going to happen where you're going to have games where you're not going to be shooting 55 60% from the field as a team or even individuals. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown don't get to the line enough for me. They don't manufacture enough good offense when great offense isn't available for me to say, okay, I'll fought you above Milwaukee and Philadelphia because to me, it's so much more about how do you mitigate your weaknesses more than maximizing your strengths. Now, when the Celtics are maximizing their strengths, they can keep up with virtually anybody because they can switch pretty much anywhere. They can protect the rim. They play smart and they're starting to share the ball a lot more. The question will be what happens when your main weapons are firing? How can you sort of construct a decent so, game plan when things aren't working? Okay, uh, let's 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 welcome into the uh, to the conversation Michael from uh, from Boston. Um, you know, let's let's get him on the phone here. Um, first, first time, time call, long time. first time caller, yeah, long time go. listener. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah, really appreciate uh, your yeah. work, Vinny. Vinny, I appreciate <laughs> you, Mike. I've been following you for a long time. Hey guys, so Brooklyn. That's what I say. Yeah, so so go, so go ahead, no, I'm just gonna say so Brooklyn is not whole and you know, I mean, I guess we could, you know, talk about their potential on paper if we want Michael, but I know how you feel about Philadelphia. I know you're not sold on Philadelphia. No, um, not at all. Cleveland. I'm sold. great story. Sold on Milwaukee though, but maybe not ready. I know you sold on Milwaukee. So again, uh, same question to you. The more you see the Celtics and you and all jokes aside, you're right there. You're seeing them all the time. Are you and even others in New England starting to buy into this team's potential. They've been a tease for a long time in the playoffs to Vinny's point. 
Right. Are they buying in the potential uh, of a championship or contending for a championship this year? Vinny, Vinny, Vinny called him a party crasher. I like that. Uh, uh, last week, I called them a tough out. I think, I think they qualify as a tough out in the playoffs. So what that means to me is they win their first round series, whoever they play, get to the mm. second round, is probably going seven. They can lose that series. They can win that series. And then I think the conference finals uh, is, is about their ceiling because not only do they, uh, Vinny, good point on Jason Tatum getting to the line. Now, he certainly believes he should be there every possession. He's always like, Jason Tatum constantly doing this. What, what, what? Oh, come on, bro. Can I get it? And one, he hit me on the arm. So he feels like he should be getting more free throw attempts. That's one thing they need him to get to the line more. But another thing is they need another shooter. They don't like, okay, you think in your mind's eye, who's the Celtics best shooter? It might be Tatum. And he's not really shooting from, I'm talking about for three point range. A guy you leave open, you go, oh my God, how do we leave this dude wide open from three? He's gonna kill us. They don't have anybody like that. And I think when, when playoff basketball starts, they're going to be exposed. Their lack of consistent outside shooting will expose them. So I don't think they're a championship contender. Okay. I, I don't think that. I don't um, think that's a terrible. I don't oh, think that's a terrible point. But I also will say this: is that your shooters are streaky. Like you have guys who can make shots, but not guys you would consider shooters. Like Marcus Smart will pull a game out of his keister where he hits six threes, and then he'll go like 0 for 10 the next night, theoretically. Right. So you have right. guys right. that can make shots. And to me. I don't know if I consider the conference finals a ceiling this year because you got to tell me that they're going to be better than Philly, Milwaukee, and Miami in a playoff series. And I'm not quite ready to believe that just yet. All right. So we started the segment off talking about uh, Big Baby um, and they talked about the Celtics. So natural segue into the Lakers and LeBron whining uh, on his show, The Shop. Uh, which is now on YouTube. So here's LeBron James talking about uh, his haters uh, as well as something he doesn't think he gets enough credit for, for in case you missed it. I would go out on the court sometimes and like, I don't know, maybe I didn't sleep well last night or, you know, so you daughter made it had me, you know, kids, we might have been up late, you know, whatever, or I didn't just sleep well and I just need a little like jump starter. I go out on the floor during warmups and I just, I'll just be looking for a LeBron hater. I just need one of them. <laughs> I'll be like, please, let me find that's this all, one that's, LeBron that's, hater. I, know, that's what I'm I saying. need it. I'm in the crowd for, for warm-ups. It's like 20 minutes before the game starts. I'm just looking really? like, oh, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm be ready to go tonight. Team win, get yeah, better. Man. What did that mean to you? The crazy thing is I'm not, I'm not like a, a natural scorer. I like, I love like getting my guys involved. I've always been that way. I've always like, the, the, the point of seeing my teammate succeed off my pass or ha having, like, I've always been that type of guy. And to sit at the top of the food chain and the most points scored in, in the history of the game is, like, it's weird to me. Like, I mean, when they talk about the, the best scorers of all time, they never mention my name. Did that piss you off? Yeah, it pissed me off. You know the crazy part it pissed is, me off, but it's the like, crazy yeah, part is they don't ever bring my name into it. I don't. If I started talking about the best scores, I wouldn't mention it. I would mention you, but a little bit. Yeah, but, but you're, you know, you're, you're a <laughs> so, He's a LeBron hater. There's always been a LeBron hater. Like, that's, you know, I look for Mab every game. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Bello, for a good portion of your career, you kind of held the unofficial title from a lot of people who commented on the game as, as the greatest scorer alive. Uh, LeBron did a television episode of it, of his show the other day and said it kind of pisses him off that he doesn't get <laughs> that same recognition uh, as, as when Can't people... Can't get everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect answer. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I, I know he... I know he... I, I, I know the feeling. I, I can only imagine, you know, somebody who's, you know can be the, the all-time leading scorer in NBA history who don't get the credit of being a scorer. Um, but it is what it is, man. They, 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 they got to talk about something. We, we all know he can, he can score the ball. Uh, I think the difference is, you know, it's just some people are pure scorers. Some people are just have a knack for scoring and know how to score. And that just, it just comes to them, uh, skill sets and, and things of that nature. Uh, and then you have, you know, you have players like like LeBron who who knows how to put the ball in the hole, who knows how to score the basketball, uh, and is is totally different different type of players, different dynamics. Uh, but to say that he's not he's not a scorer when he had thirty thousand points is whoever whoever asked that question need to just stop asking. Well, you know, for for the record, nobody said he's not a scorer, but I, I love the nuance of NBA conversation. Yeah. And I, yeah, I yeah. love both of your uh, opinions when it comes to NBA history. Both of you guys are great historians of the game. Uh, you're saying, I, I guess you're answering my question before I even ask it, Vinny. I take it this is not a legit gripe, in your opinion, on the part of LeBron James. I want to find out who these straw men are, that he keeps setting up these bowling pins and knocking them on down. LeBron, that's almost like one of those things that someone's like someone puts on Twitter and says, and y'all say Steph Curry's not a shooter. Who says these things? <laughs> Nobody says these things. Like, here's my thing on a score. If you're saying, let's get a bucket. All right, cool. That guy is going to get you a bucket. LeBron is the guy that says, let's get us a bucket. He's going to make the play that leads to somebody getting a shot. And sometimes that's him. That's well put. But when, you're but when you're talking about getting a bucket, yeah, that's not scoring average. That's not, you know what I mean? That's not combined scoring in the playoffs in the regular season to create this mythical record that nobody actually ever believed in or thought oh, about until that. LeBron did it. Like we're, we're combining all these games play. Considering the fact that the playoffs went to seven games in the first round in 2003, mm -hmm. considering the fact that the playoff expansion didn't exist with 16 teams until 1984, considering the fact that, wow. hey, sometimes you finish off a team quicker than you should, so you're playing 
fewer games and you don't have to go seven games or you don't have to come back. Or you're sitting from on the bench at the end of games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, you're, or, yeah. You're, or you're playing three quarters. A lot of times when I'm not talking about stat accumulation, I'm talking about skill set. I'm saying, look, if I need a bucket, if I'm Michael Jordan, this is, I just, this is the way I put it. If I'm Michael Jordan, he's picking a spot on the floor. He's going there and he's daring you to beat him to it. That spot on the floor could be the rim. It could be the elbow. He's rising above and he's shooting you. Kobe Bryant is the guy that says, I don't have to pick a spot on the floor. I can make a shot from any spot on the floor. He can also miss a shot from any spot on the floor. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar says, I'm putting my big arm out here. Throw me the ball, two dribbles, shimmy, baseline, sky hook. Those are credible things that we yeah. remember from people because that yeah. is what they were known for. LeBron is, I'm going to survey the I'm going to survey the field, I'm going to diagnose the defense, and I'm going to make sure that we get a great shot. Now, sometimes that great shot is me at the rim dunking on you. Sometimes that great shot mm. is him taking a step back. But if you want to be known as more than a scorer, you can't come back on the back end and say, Y'all don't treat me like the scorer that I am. Come on, man. We can't be doing this. Kevin Durant might yeah, be the buddy. greatest scorer of all time, and he averages 27 points a game. Are we saying that someone who averaged more is a better scorer, or can we use some common sense and use our eyes? Basketball conversation has got to get a lot more sophisticated and informative as opposed to being so linear and so damn stupid. Yeah, I, I love I love your... I love your Kareem point so much. I remember Kareem once made like, okay, two or three seconds left. They go to Kareem. He makes a sky hook from 20 from the corner to win it. And everybody knew it was coming and nobody could block it. That was just his thing. So if you think about players, players can have their logos based on what their shot is, not just Jordan, the jump man, but you know, whether Iceman and the finger roll or that he finger roll sometimes from like 12 or 13 feet and flip it up there and it'll go in. Kareem with the hook, uh, you know, Jerry West, everybody's got their, their signature shot. Look, I think Carmelo said it best, and he was being a lover, not a hater. Carmelo said there are pure scores, and then there are guys who find a way to put, put the ball in the hoop, and I think mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Is, is LeBron the best pure scorer I've seen? No. I probably got five or ten guys that I would put over you got LeBron a lot historically. You got a lot more guys above him. You've got guys who averaged 15 points a game who you would say, man, you know what? When he was out there, he put the ball in the hoop, and that's not demeaning him or saying this Reggie guy's Miller. a better player or anything. Yeah, like, like, it, Reggie Miller, it, Ray it, Allen, you know. Like, like, Durant, come on. you know. I'm I'm just I'm See? just frustrated. I'm, I'm frustrated, no, Michael I, Smith oh, oh, and Mike Riley. I'm, I'm frustrated. <laughs> I really am because I feel like we we have to like football conversation is so dissectable and we talk about it in so so many uh, ways of reverence right in ways of it can't be understood or explained but we try to explain basketball as black dudes run and jump when it's a lot more than that and the people who are contributing heavily to the conversation and trying to say that you know it's a lot more to my game than that but y'all want to include me in this conversation like we all have to get better at this. This is, I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, this is, this is near and dear to my heart. This is stupid. I don't, <laughs> know, I don't know if it's stupid. I don't know if it's stupid. I, first of all, I, if somebody took the extreme position that LeBron's not a scorer, well, that's stupid. Okay. Like, and nobody right. would say that. Right. So, I don't, and I don't know, I didn't, maybe I missed it. I don't think that LeBron was talking about somebody saying that he can't score. 
I think LeBron was saying I don't get enough credit for my scoring. And the reason for that is everything you just laid out Vinny is that as great a scorer as he is, it's probably not the thing he does best, which is saying something. He's one of the best passers in NBA history. So something is naturally going to be underrated. He may be the best all around player in NBA history. So if something is underrated by comparison, it's because his passing is so high. His I'll basketball give you, I'll give you, IQ is so high. I'll give you I'll take you a step further. When you think of Larry Bird, what do you think of? Shoot. You think of his you think of okay, his yeah, shooting. Right, right. No, he got it. No, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But Larry but he was Bird, an incredible passer. But here's my point. Larry Bird at his best statistically measures right up there with LeBron in everything. Yes. You're talking about LeBron's Rebounding. prime and yes. Larry Bird's prime. That's the comparison yes. that in my opinion. on the planet in the 80s. Yeah. Exactly. That's the comparison to me from LeBron is not Michael Jordan. It's not even Magic Johnson. It's Larry Bird. But we don't say, man, Larry Bird couldn't score. No, Larry Bird could score. And sometimes well, he, he could score. Left hand. But, but again, it's not he the couldn't. Score. Wait, but it's not but it's not the couldn't. You're saying could or could. It's there's so there's so much more nuance here. It's not exactly. that absolute. But, e- but even the Kareem point, Kareem may have had one of the most unstoppable shots in NBA history. But when we talk about scorers, that has a mythical type, yeah. you know, reverence about it. it. Kareem's not, name doesn't come up. Kareem's right because it's shooters. Because he's not. Because we're thinking about That's shooters. Exactly and not right. Scores. Thank you. Right. It's right. Durant. It's Kobe. It's Jordan. It's West. It's Baylor. It's yeah. usually perimeter guys. Steph, big guys, burly guys. Shaq doesn't get credit for being a scorer. And this mm-hmm. is where I think LeBron does have a legitimate gripe. I think LeBron's physical gifts rob him of any kind of credit he gets for creativity. One of the things I think is, is incredible about LeBron James is once upon a time, the book was make him shoot from the outside. Not a dude mm-hmm. shooting from 30 feet at mm-hmm. will. Like he has evolved and adapted his game. Unlike a lot of players in NBA history, his old man game has kept up with these young boys something serious. And so LeBron does not get the credit for his footwork. He does not get the credit that he probably thinks he deserves and that he maybe does deserve for his his array of moves in the post. Mid post, high post, low post, wherever you want to go. He's and people look at like- LeBron and they think, oh, it's transition. It's a it's a runaway freight train. It's coming downhill. It's bullying people. It's bodying people. Whereas the Kobe's, the Jordans, the Durants, they get mellow even in his in his heyday. Oh, he's just a better scorer. Here's you don't score as many points as LeBron has scored one. without having some array and versatility to your offensive repertoire. Those are yes. all those are all great points about LeBron. But the one and the one thing I'll add to that, I love the footwork point, and and how he's. Uh, really elevated his game from the outside. Free throw shooting could still improve though. And maybe that's another reason. Yeah. Like he could score even more. Imagine if he were like a career 80% shooter from the line, which he's not. If he were, uh, you know, he'd be the number one scorer right now. But another thing he doesn't get enough credit for is his conditioning. We talk about how big he is and how what a freak he is and how strong and how fast, but he's always in shape. He's got incredible stamina even at this age. And there are a lot of people in this league who are, you know, five to eight years younger than he is. They don't have the conditioning game that he has. No, here, here's another part of being a scorer. Michael Smith, you touched on it. When you talked about his free throw shooting. The thing is, when you talk about scores, it's not just getting in a bucket. It's putting so much pressure on the defense that they got to follow you and send you to the line. But to get to the line, that means you have to be unafraid of making 
free throws. Not saying that LeBron is afraid of making free throws, but he'd rather go to that step back. And secondly, here's why I would give LeBron the most credit out of anybody. He adapts to the way that the game is being played quicker yeah. and faster than anybody because the league that he came into in 2003 was not the was league that game. he was not the yeah. league that he was ruling in 2009 when he was at his physical peak was not the league yeah. that he was ruling in 2016 when he took right. down the Warriors which is not the league that he's playing in right now where mind you guys he's leading the league in shot attempts you're usually right. going to be called playing a scorer center. If you're leading yeah. the league in shot attempts, that means well, you but, have an appetite but it's to just, score. It, but it's, he has an appetite for it. But again, he is a pass first guy or a right play first guy. Whatever the right basketball player is, he's going to make it almost to a fault. That doesn't help with a scoring reputation as it relates to others who are like, give me the ball and get out the way. I don't care what the situation is. The other part of it is he's people have reduced his scoring to just being, oh, you're just bigger and stronger than everybody else. You, you know who you know who else's name does not come up when we talk about scores? Will freaking Chamberlain. Will, like people say, greatest scorers in NBA history. Ain't nobody saying Will Chamberlain because he was Will right. the stilt and he was just big dipping and dunking well, great, on people. No, they might so say you greatest don't get score. They, they won't say greatest they, they, they may say greatest score, they won't say greatest shooter. And no, you want, even in, even in greatest score, it's like how do you define score? It's like again, this is where the nuance comes in. Score, not score the most points, but stylistically and aesthetically, do you fit mm -hmm. a certain profile of having this perimeter-oriented repertoire, like a Kevin Durant, like a Kobe Bryant, like a Michael Jordan? Those guys that did it off the dribble, those guys that did it, you know, driving to the basket versus just out muscling people. Those people that tend not to get credit for the skill associated with scoring the way perimeter guys do Vinny and and here's and here's the other part of it and we as a media are all guilty of this we are a people of first impressions so the way mm -hmm. that you come into the league as a pass mm -hmm. first guy and later on through your early stage of your career as the guy who didn't want to take the big shot not necessarily being afraid yep. of it but that's true he wouldn't force the issue. He was very set on making the right play. He would tell everybody he was making the right play, and he did. But also, a lot of times, we wanted the stars to be the stars and take on the responsibility of taking a bad shot and making it or just having whatever that is, that archetype, of living up to that, and he didn't do that. And because, once again, people of first impressions, we are people of confirmation bias. We throw everything yeah. else out. Once we create that image of you, once we create that skeleton of you, we keep all the good stuff that, that compromises, you know, anything else, and we throw out the rest. You know what I mean? And LeBron has done yeah. a great job of evolving his... I don't yeah. think he has the greatest footwork in the post. I think it's, it, it has improved. And I do Not think the greatest, a, but it's really good. Yeah. 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 I, think it compliments, you, I think it complements his strength. I think it complements, like, the gifts that he has the skill that he has complements the gifts that he has, and that's how you wind up being, you know, a top three, top two player of all time. Which, and there's no shame in that. And we gotta, we we gotta thank uh, Vinny. We gotta thank your your uh, your hometown. We gotta thank Detroit, Michigan, for helping LeBron get over that mental block of not be, not taking it on because those 25 straight points. Against the pit, he brought the bad boys down. That, not, not the, that the second bad. That boys. wasn't. That the wasn't. Hold on. The second. Hold on. Michael. Michael Holland. Version Michael two. Holland. Why? The reincarnation. Michael Holland brought him down. You couldn't Why? just stop. Rasheed. Rasheed. Okay. No. Don't. Sean C. We don't have time. Rip. Don't do it. He Vinny. ended that. Don't do it, Vinny. He ended Was it. Was Ben Wallace on that team? Was Ben Wallace on that team? Ben Wallace. Vinny. 
Ben Wallace. He wasn't there. Too. He was gone. Ben that Wallace lane was gone. a highway. That hey, lane Benny. was a highway, and that's why LeBron was, she was there. I'm though. not saying it wouldn't have happened. Hey, she was old there. Sheet. I'm not going to get dragged Benny, down do to it. your level, Michael. Don't do it. Yeah, don't. I don't have time. We don't have time. Tayshawn Prince was there. Don't we don't Tayshaun have time, Prince Vinny? Before we let you go, we have one conversation that LeBron is not in this season is the MVP conversation, despite his his numbers and despite what he's doing to keep this team afloat. Mm-hmm. So I ask you real quick, uh, after what you saw Nikola Jokic do last night, hate to ride his roller coaster, but forty six <laughs> points, twelve rebounds, eleven mm-hmm. assists. Four blocks and three steals, 30 points in the fourth quarter in overtime against the Pelicans. Whew. If I put a hypothetical, proverbial, imaginary gun to your head right now and say, Who's your MVP right now? Who you got? You might have to shoot me. <laughs> so I don't know if I got one. <laughs> That's a great answer. That's a perfect answer. Sunday afternoon, you know, or, or, or Friday, I'm like, well, this, this is Giannis's award. And then two days earlier, I'm like, man, this is Joel Embiid's award. And then a couple yeah. of days later, Jokic does this. And I went on Twitter and said the Western Conference first round might be tough. And I said, Denver has the MVP. And people went at me and said, no, Jokic is not the MVP this year. It's such and such. And I'm like, wait a minute. Do y'all know the precedent that usually when a guy wins MVP and comes back better the next season, it's kind of hard to deny that dude. And we can't say that he's not doing everything at a statistically high level, at an aesthetically high level, keeping his team afloat. That team is a who's who of who this dude. And yet they are still afloat in the Western Conference. And to me, this almost feels like Steve Nash's second MVP in 2006 after that first MVP in 05, where you were like, Steve Nash lost to Mari Stoudemire, and they still wound up staying afloat and winning 54 games after winning 62 the year before because Steve Nash raised his level of play. That sounds eerily similar to what Jokic is doing. And just because he's white and because he's playing in Denver, I guess we don't want to give him his props. But he finished first on my ballot last year, and he might finish the exact same place this time. Michael, I said a couple of weeks ago to you that you'd be an idiot, not you, but you'd be an idiot not to give Jokic the MVP again. And you said I was crazy. And that, that's I, I feel yeah. really good about that take today. <laughs> I know that yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, there might be a lot of idiots out there because he, he may not get it. I don't get the, I don't get the feelings that he's the leading candidate. Nobody. There is and no leading game. candidate right now. Like this. Remember, well, I, shot, I, shot Vinny, is, remember? I shot Remember, I shot Vinny. Remember? Yeah, you <laughs> shot. Yeah, like, that's Vinny. Yeah, I shot. I shot him because there's no Some leading guys, candidate. There's some guys with that with that fictional imaginary gun to their head. Some guys give you an answer. Vinny is just like, go ahead and shoot me. Some guys just just spit out an answer. You want me to? By the way, Vinny, here's the thing: uh, the the guy who the guy who came on y'all on y'all's airwaves and gave you the famous phrase "butterface." Like I'm gonna sit. I'm not gonna sit up here and not do good TV. I'm gonna stick to. I'm I'm gonna be completely truthful about how I feel. Did you cry? Did you cry in high school when LeBron did that to the Pistons back in the you know day? How, you know, I college. was twenty-three. I was twenty-three. <laughs> you in college? Just, just out of tw- college. I was twenty-three. Well, I know it's gonna be like that for the rest of my career coming in here. So, uh, you know, it's like the scoring girlfriend. You know, just wants an explanation on why I left, but still hoping for. You know, text back, and I'm just like, yeah, it's fun while it lasted, you know. And I think, uh, 
uh, that's the that's the relationship that makes it fun. But uh, you know, the reality is that I'm just grateful for my time here in Boston. Uh, you know, everybody in the front office, everybody in that locker room treated me well. Still have lasting relationships in in our league. You know that that extend um, as a brotherhood for us, and uh, you know we we still remain close. You know, Mike, <laughs> Mike, I, I saw this. I saw this yesterday. And I said, nah, man, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not taking the bait here from this cat right here. Kyrie Irving, I'm not going to take the bait. Uh, I'm going to let him say what he wants to say. I'm already well past a previous hangup I had maybe like 10 years ago. I used to have a real hangup about people just talking. With sunglasses, like talking inside with sunglasses on. That was a little thing of mine. That was a little thing. I'm past it. I've, I've outgrown that. So I'm past that whole thing. And I was like, okay, I'm not even going to put this in the feed. I'm not touching Kyrie Irving's comments about Boston. But I couldn't resist because, as usual, because you're a homie? Kyrie Irving. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that oh, out loud? Maybe. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Because you're a Boston that's all right. guy. I you gotta come. You gotta, you gotta cape up for Boston. You gotta, hey, you gotta love swoop Boston. in and defend the I love, honor of Boston. I love, I love I Boston. I love, I love Boston. Boston too. Okay, I've been here Boston for too. many years, many years. Uh, but I just, I, I just like okay. But I, as you know, what I love more than Boston, accuracy. I love accuracy more than I love Boston. I love the record. I love context, proper context. So the content could be all right. I love that more than anything. So he said, it's just like that girlfriend who is looking for the text back and you know, it was fun while it lasted. No, 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 no. It was a little bit more than that. Now, I don't know about you, Michael. Um, I don't know if you ever lived with a woman before getting married. I don't know oh, yeah. about that. Definitely shacked I, up. I know. Definitely shacked up. I know you did. Yeah. I know you did. I did. Yeah. I was teasing you. Yeah. And I did too. Yeah. Okay. I did yeah. too. So this was not a girlfriend. This was not. This was somebody you lived with. Somebody you bought a crib with. Somebody you said, hey, save the date. We're getting married next year. And the plans were made. You had a wedding planner. You had a venue. And then. She said, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it where it needs to go. She said, wait a minute. Hold on. I saw you out at the all-star game. You were talking. Were you talking to somebody else? People told me I'm getting all these tweets that you were talking to somebody else. Hey, that don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. And then he left. Okay, that's what happened. So it wasn't like some girlfriend looking to hook up. And by the way, she's not looking for a text back. We just talked about the Celtics and how they're a young team on the come up. They got two young stars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Nobody in Boston is they're all set. pining for They're good. Nobody they in Boston is on. pining for Kyrie Irving. The reason you know why yeah. they're booing, they booed him yesterday. They booed him yesterday because he's an a-hole. That's all. He's just an a-hole and they know it bothers him. And so they're just trying though. to get to him. <laughs> no, it might be personal. It's personal. Hey, man, they got, I know it's you personal got, for you. It's been personal for you. No, no. No, it's personal here. It's personal here in Boston. How long did you live here? Yeah, and where are you? How many? How long how did I no, live I'm in saying, Boston? How long did you? Yeah, how many years? How many years was it? 12, 14? Uh, I don't know. 01 to it was a, 14. 01 to 2014. 13 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything in Boston is personal. 
everything I know. here. Hey, but everything, like everything with you in Brooklyn has been personal. Kyrie Irving, James, James Harden, Harden at one point, and to a lesser Durant. extent, Kevin Durant. To a lesser extent, no, Kevin no. Durant. A lesser extent. But no, Ky- but Kyrie in particular, relatively speaking. But Kyrie in particular yeah, is just, always personal. Why you got to be an a hole? Yeah. Why you got to be an a hole? Because he, and you know, because he is. He just can't. I mean, he probably he probably embraces it. By the way, he probably embraces way, that whole persona. Real quick, sidebar. Yeah. Real quick. Did you know? And I, I said a hole, which you know I've actually said the word plenty of times. Do you know yeah. that thanks to me, we have an explicit category on our podcast? I was so ashamed when I saw that. <laughs> oh no! It says explicit. No. Hey, who's? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh wait, wait, wait. This is breaking news. You buried the lead. Hey. Explicit. Who's responsible for this? Who's responsible for this? Explicit. Hey, it's like Eddie Murphy said, when, uh, the, the phone call from the now uh, canceled Bill Cosby. <laughs> hey, <laughs> not like I come out and you say. You cannot know, say. Say. <laughs> I would like to, to people. You about some of the things that you do in your show. In your show. No. Yeah, no, hey, it was man. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I, I censored myself. Yeah, it says explicit. are you kidding me? Um, I'm offended. No, yeah, I'm I know. offended. I, I'm offended I, I, by I'm that. I'm going to try to do better by that tag. So let me ask you this. What kind of cuss yeah. words do you think New York basketball fans will do? Let's move on from Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah, let's move on because Ke- yeah. Kevin Durant's face said it all. The Brooklyn Nets. The won the trade Brooklyn Nets um, <laughs> now sit 32 and 30, 32 and 33 Brooklyn Nets two games ahead of games? Washington two games ahead of Washington for, to make the play in there's a real chance. I mean look, I'm not going you got Kevin Durant Kyrie knock on wood. You got Kevin Durant. You still got Kyrie Irving half the time. They should make the play in and possibly the playoffs after that. But right now, the facts of the matter are facts of the case are these. They are two games ahead of Kristaps Porzingis's Washington Wizards. What are the chances that we're sitting here talking about? Hell, I'll, 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 w, I'll double your pleasure here. What are the okay, chances right, that we're right. sitting here talking about as the, the Lakers have a three game cushion on Portland right now? Right. And they play San Antonio tonight. That the two betting favorites in each conference, not the, not only the Lakers but the Nets, that they both could be sitting at home watching the play in, not even the playoffs. They both could be sitting at home watching the play in. I, 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 I think I don't think the I don't think the Nets have time to figure out how to round into a contender, because who knows when Simmons is going to play. I don't think they have time to I figure think, it out. I think the Lakers think, is going to get it's going to be worse Lakers, before it gets better. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think the Lakers, the Lakers are going on a road trip, right? Don't they have a road, big road trip coming yes. up? Six game trip? Yes. Like that? All right. Yes. So the Lakers, I think, are going to miss the play in. I think, I think the Lakers are a bad team. LeBron was great uh, the other night. 56, awesome. Uh, but that's a bad team. And, and with LeBron, they're bad. So I, I don't think much is going to change for them. They will continue to lose. I think they're going to fall out of the top 10 spots. Uh, that like the ninth and tenth spot in the West, and they're going to be watching. Brooklyn, though, is interesting to me. I think Brooklyn will make the play-in. What's gonna What's gonna trip them up a little bit is that they've just run out of time. So now they play 65. They got 17 games left. 
I think they have eight of those 17 are against teams with winning records. And they got an easy schedule the last week of the season. So what that means is they'll be fighting, playing against these bad teams when they should be resting. And they're just going to have to struggle just to stay in the, in the play-in round. Yeah. And so once they, they, they get Their in, stay will be short. Yeah, they got to yeah, win probably two I, I mean, elimination games. You yeah, know, and then, and then they, they, got, either, they get one of the top seeds. Yeah. They're going to get, they're going to get probably Miami, uh, not Miami or, or, or I think it's going to be Milwaukee, actually. They get Miami or Milwaukee in round one. If they even make it out of the play-in. So, uh, yeah, that's, it's really interesting how it's turned out for him. And I think Kyrie was was hoping or hopeful that Eric Adams is going to turn things around for him. I know he said some nice things about Adams after the game and kind of relax the standard, relax the mandate so he can play all the time. They need him all the time. I just, it, it just, they, they don't have enough time, nor do they have enough horses. They don't have enough horses. Yeah. They're just, and that's that that bothers not, me. That yeah. bothers me. As we go to break. Why? That bothers Why me. Why does it bother you? You don't have enough horses. You got Kevin Durant. And I, you, you, don't, you don't have your a full-time Kyrie Irving, but they had them both yesterday. You know, I mean you got two superstar players. I mean, when did when did it when did it be when did it become you need three stars? When did two stars not become yeah. enough? I know you got one and a half. But that's the thing. You're looking at the, the standings and you're like, man, they make they're gonna make the plan only to have to play, you know, the top seed. I wouldn't exactly be thrilled hey, about seeing Kevin Durant on the other side if I'm any one of those either. top seeds. I mean, I'm just no, saying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. You know. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Uh, can I tell uh, you something? They, like, they, uh, they probably don't get out the first round, but still. Yeah. Did you, did you catch this real quick? It bothered me yesterday. Uh, it was funny. Uh, Bruce Brown, your boy. Did you mention Bruce Brown? They got Bruce Brown back. Remember that? You're talking about the Mets? I do. Yeah, I uh, remember. What about him? Yeah. <laughs> he's from Boston. So I love this in the broadcast. Say Bruce Brown, sources close to Bruce Brown say he always plays with a little edge in Boston because the Celtics should have drafted him. What? Oh, okay. Okay. Why? Why? Why should they have drafted Bruce Brown? You know when I called you Holly the Harden hater the other day? I gave you too much credit. I qualified that way too much. Why would I limit you to Harden? You're just a hater. Oh, I don't know. In general, <laughs> across the board, equal opportunity. Uh, uh, Bruce Brown's mad. Bruce Brown's mad at the Celtics. Ooh. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. 
Guaranteed. We can attest to this. I, as a competitor, um, you know, night in and night out, but, you know, especially games like this, you know, those those matchups when you play one of the better teams in the league, you know, with, you know, two of the best guys. Um, and just as a competitor, um, you know, these are kind of the moments, you know, as a kid, that you 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 dreamed about and, and look forward to, um, so you know just when those opportunities come, uh, you know try to make the most out of it. Taking the alpha approach to be the best guy on the court each night, and that's what's needed against some of these uh, high level opponents. So he takes pride in the matchups, going against high level uh, guys, and you know we're not making a one on one thing, but he wants to play well and he takes pride in it. So uh, impressive for sure, but not unexpected. Sports Illustrator's Chris Herring is here with us now. Uh, hopefully, he brought his guts with him because Chris, we have Vinny Goodwill on from Yahoo talking about party crashers. We got the Boston guy, the homer here, Michael Holly, that can only bring himself to say "tough out" in a supposedly deep and wide open Eastern Conference. Chris Herring, what is stopping people from looking at the Celtics? as favorites in the Eastern Conference, given the way they played in the calendar year 22, favorites. given the way they play at the defensive it? end. I'm just saying, why can't, saying why, why y'all keep, Are you why y'all keep hedging? No, no, this ain't about, about me. This is about you. Well, I okay. say Philadelphia. Okay. I've been consistent. You can't make up your mind. Okay. One day is Milwaukee. The next day is Miami. Milwaukee. Next day is Cleveland. Milwaukee. Okay, Milwaukee. but you a Boston guy. I'm looking for some Boston love. Chris Herring. What about what about the Celtics? I ain't expect you to ask me if I said it, Michael. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Look, there's a lot to like about what Boston's been doing lately. They've they've been beating good opponents. They've got, I think, the the second best record in the league um, since the turn of the new year. I think they might be a half game behind Phoenix in that regard. But it's it's defense for them, which is not. I'm not going to say you you wouldn't have thought that going into the year, but they obviously have a couple of really big offensive weapons that maybe you would have thought this was a team that was going to get it done from that standpoint. But guess what? They've got the top defense since the turn of the year. They've got Jason Tatum who can go off for 54 and hold his own with Kevin Durant. So you you have to like the fact that they've got a couple top level options and they've got a defense like that with smart time. Lord has been a difference maker at the rim and someone that their, their patience with him has kind of uh, really paid off in that way. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I picked Ime Udoka at the beginning of the year as uh, my coach of the year favorite. Um, nice. I kind of, you know, I kind, but I kind of shied away from ever acknowledging that on the air um, at the beginning of the season. <laughs> but it's starting to look like it was maybe a smarter pick that this was just a team that needed some some time for the parts to come together a little bit. Popular pick in the preseason was the Nets to come out of the Eastern Conference of not win the championship. Um, <laughs> so much has changed since then. Uh, we <laughs> thought we would have a Ben Simmons. Well, we never thought that we would really no surprise. I guess that Ben Simmons was never going to make it back in time to play in Philly, but it was a report that he might travel with the team and be on the bench in Philadelphia. So there's that Michael will tell you it just bothers me when people say that the Nets won the trade when they still say that now when it's like, well, you haven't even seen Ben Simmons. We don't know when we're going to see Ben Simmons. Uh, meanwhile, the Nets with Kyrie playing part time and with Durant yesterday lose to those Celtics and sit two games ahead of the Washington Wizards to make the play-in tournament, let alone the playoffs. What is your general read on the Brooklyn Nets? Are you still enamored with their potential on paper 
or are you looking at this team for what it is saying this it just may not be in the cards for them this year no nah, there's there's no enamored at this point i mean i think the best you could say if you really want to is that you still wouldn't count them out because they've got durant because they've got kyrie and kyrie being buddy buddy with eric adams in new york and the idea that that maybe there's something that eric adams can pull out of his hat that would make it so that Kyrie's available to play wherever, whether it's home or away. Um, and then Ben Simmons at some point. But the only way you could have full-throatedly really said, oh, the Nets won this, no question, is if Ben Simmons had been ready to play right away and had started playing well right away. You, you can't really make the argument that the Nets won this trade definitively right now, not with the way Harden looks, when it's very clear at this point now that at best, if you wanted to be James Harden or the the Sixers or the Nets or whoever. If you wanted to say that Harden was injured before he was traded, whatever you want to say, if, if it was just that he was sandbagging, he looks really, really, really good. And the Sixers look really, really, really good. Um, so that that is a win for them. I, I like who Brooklyn got back in the deal. But if Simmons isn't ready to go or if he looks, ha you know, haphazard bad when he comes back, that's not a win for Brooklyn in a year where Hart, you know, quite frankly, Durant is a great, great scorer, a great, great player, but he's also getting older. We don't know how long Kyrie will, you know, will have it together as far as wanting to play, being able to play, another controversy erupting and Kyrie deciding that he doesn't want to, whatever it is. Like, we, you just kind of feel like if you're Brooklyn at some point, yes, they should have won it last year. Yes, they could have won it this year, given who they started the year with. But you can't just take for granted that Durant is going to be able to do what he does all the time and get back to the stage. So the Sixers would win the trade if Harden is healthy and they're going to play the way they've looked the last few games. Chris, we know you are a brilliant author. So we think about uh, the title of your book, Blood in the Gardens, written uh, about the New York Knicks. And the head coach of that team, Pat Riley, we know was uh, very close to certifiably insane. You know, dunking his head in water and doing all kinds of crazy uh, tactics to really build up some toughness, resiliency, fearlessness in his team. And I can't help but think, all right, th those were the 90s Knicks led by Pat Riley and others. Do the Brooklyn Nets, I know you know, Kyrie is part-time, but as part of their issue, like a lack of grit, toughness, defensive prowess coming from the coaching staff, can we put some of this on Steve Nash not really having enough of that push to bring this team together? I mean, let's let's be real here. I mean, this is a team that go back a couple of years when the Nets were still kind of I won't say cute. I don't want to diminish them in that way, but they were a nice story. They were a team that was the smaller the two teams in their city, you know, in terms of the recognition that had won for a few years with a group of likable players, including Jared Allen, including Karis LeVert, guys like that. Uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell had become an all-star there. It was, a, it was a nice team and a nice collection of players. Kenny Atkinson was doing a good job with player development. And they were just doing enough to make the playoffs, and they did that for a few years in a row. And then it was enough for – it would. I'll put it this way. It was like a, a, a business having one successful location and then Kyrie and Kevin Durant saying, I'll take one will franchise this thing. They took it to a franchise level, and then they kind of handed the keys over to Durant and Kyrie right away. And, and then at that point, you've got a situation where, situation where they've got the keys 
All of a sudden, Kenny Atkinson's out of a job. They bring in a coach that, by the way, when they did that, Kyrie Irving said, I view it as more of a collaborative thing. I, you know, I'm not even sure I view it as us having a coach or whatever it was <laughs> that he said. So, I mean, it's a completely different organization at that point, even if you've got some of the same people in play. Um, you had a situation where they said they were not going to let Kyrie be a part-time player. And then all of a sudden, well, COVID is hitting hard. So now we're going to make him a part-time player. I mean, at that point, the, the dynamics of it have changed. And quite frankly, as much as I didn't like what James Harden did, there is a part of me that understands it, that he signed on to play as part of a trio and not a duo or not as the lead guy because he figured they would all be part of this. And of course, an injury happens with Durant. You can't help that. But Kyrie could have helped the situation. He, he has a principle. He wants to take a stand. So be it. But the, the dynamics changed. The goalpost shifted at that point. So yeah, when you talk about the structural integrity, whatever you want to call it, of what the organization was hailed for before and all the stuff that they built from a culture standpoint before, that shifted. And, uh, you know, the one thing you can always say about Pat Riley, he's instilled a culture everywhere he's been. Like it, hate it. It's there. You know that it's there. People get annoyed hearing about heat culture, but they have one. I don't know what that culture is with the Nets. And, you know, you don't want to make too much of it when you've got that much talent. But all of a sudden, when Simmons isn't there, and Kyrie's playing every other game and Durant is coming back from an injury, guess what? All you have to rely on is your talent. And it ultimately might not be enough with two and a half guys or two guys rather than three. Speaking of not wanting to make too much of things, uh, you know, we've already celebrated uh, LeBron's virtuoso 56 point performance on Saturday night. On the flip side, I believe the Warriors have now lost four straight, is it? Now, granted, they've been struggling for a while without Draymond Green. Uh, and oh, tonight, oh, well, looky, they get Nikola Jokic fresh off his 46 point triple double, 30 points at regular at, in fourth quarter in overtime. Uh, they get Nikola Jokic in the Denver Nuggets tonight. Um, how worried, if at all, are you about the Golden State Warriors? Once upon a time, felt like they were the best team in the Western Conference, if not the league. Not worried yet. Um, it, it's certainly not heartening that they've been struggling this much without Draymond. Um, I saw a comment somewhere, and now I'm trying to remember who said it. Um, now it's going to feel like I'm dodging whoever said it. But somebody said uh, the idea of, man, like it makes you wonder who's more valuable in this whole thing, Steph or Draymond. It's like, no, no, we're not we're not at that stage. I still remember <laughs> what happened. I still remember what happened two seasons ago when Steph couldn't play, so I'm not going to go there. But this yeah. is a team that at the beginning of the year, we were talking firmly about how great their defense was. They were the number one defense in the league for a long time this season. And naturally, when you take the best, most important cog out of that rotation, it's going to change things. You know, nobody's really saying it, or maybe some people are, and I just haven't heard it, but nobody's really saying it. But Clay, quite frankly, is someone who is a wonderful, wonderful player, but is still trying to get his rhythm back. And it was kind of cute in the first game where he was very clearly trying to get his own shot. And I feel like I've seen Clay dribble more this season than I've ever seen him dribble before combined, just because he's trying so hard to kind of get into a rhythm, trying so hard to score. And naturally that's really not the sort of player he is. We know him to be a catch and shoot guy. The guy that scored, was it 40, 50 points on like 11 dribbles or seven dribbles or whatever it was several years back. Uh, Draymond is part of what makes that engine go. Steph obviously is the the straw, the straw that stirs the drink, but Draymond is a big part of it too with the short roll and the fact that he's going to be left open at the, at the free throw line to get somebody like Clay open. So 
Draymond's a huge part of it. I'm not totally concerned, but if for some reason Draymond comes back and doesn't look right or gets hurt again, it does become a concern. They're not going to be too bothered by who they play in the playoff from seeding, but uh, you would prefer Draymond to be healthy and to be in that rotation than not. And the last few weeks have shown that. You can be my witness on this, Chris. Be my witness. Uh, when Michael Smith starts talking trash, you know, you can say, I heard you say this on Monday, March 7th. I believe the best team in basketball is the Milwaukee Bucks. They don't have the best record in basketball. At the end of the season, the Bucks will be champions again. All right. So I put that on the record. That's why I'm not saying the Celtics are going to win, Michael. Uh, you agree with me? No. Disagree. And if you disagree, who is the uh, best team in ball, Chris? I'm going to disagree. I mean, I, I, I tried to, you know, pat myself on the back for the Ime Udoka pick uh, before the season. Um, my finals before the season was was Milwaukee, Utah. Um, Milwaukee may turn out to be the right pick there. Utah could surprise me and maybe come through as well. But I think we all, not we all, let me not put that on everybody. I, um, I would have picked Phoenix to finish in the top half of the West. I did not necessarily think they were going to repeat and actually exceed what they did last season. That's been impressive. And the fact that they played Milwaukee and went toe to toe at Milwaukee yesterday, um, not having uh, Chris Paul, not having Devin Booker, which I kind of like a little bit. You don't want to see them kind of go through losses or, you know, certainly they don't want to go through losses, but the fact that guys like uh, Mikhail Bridges and Deandre Ayton just get to be featured for long stretches of time. And, and quite frankly, uh, Cam Johnson had the the 38 point game against the Knicks in the game winner just a little bit inside half court the other night. It's huge opportunities for growth on a team where you've got to got your top two guys already that are constantly handling the ball. So for those other guys to get opportunities to kind of shine in moments where the two stars, the two all stars are not out there. I like that about them. And I like that Monty Williams is giving them a chance to spread their wings a little bit. That could come in handy come playoffs, particularly for a team that is used to maybe seeing Chris Paul have to miss time because of a shoulder or anything else. All right, Chris Herring, we appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. And uh, appreciate you guys. Out. Keep, up the, keep up the great work, brother. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you soon. All right, Fantastic. Man. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed.
Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley has been suspended mm. for a year or, ra wow. or rather at least a year through at least the 2022 season for betting on NFL games during the 2021 season. Uh, the activity took place during a five day period in late November 2021 while Ridley was not with the team and was away from the club's facility on the non football illness list. Uh, a league investigation uncovered no evidence indicating any inside information was used or that any game was compromised in any way, nor was there evidence suggesting any awareness by coaches, staff, teammates, or other players of his uh, betting activity. Uh, Calvin Ridley joins a short and dubious list of players suspended yeah. for gambling. Alex Karras in 1963, Paul Horning in 1963, Art Schleister in 1983, Josh Shaw in 2019. I didn't remember that. And now Calvin Ridley in 2022. I would have I would have skipped back to Schleister if you asked me who was the last NFL player to be uh, bet uh, who'd be suspended uh, for gambling. Ridley himself tweeted, "I bet $1,500 total. I don't have a gambling problem." Wow. See. Uh, okay. You didn't you didn't get suspended for having a gambling problem. You got suspended for right, betting. Right on games. Uh, Schefter tweeted multiple NFL teams reached out to the Falcons in recent weeks to inquire about trading for Calvin Ridley. Each time Atlanta declined to enter into any talks out of good faith, knowing the issues in store for their standout wide receiver. Your response, Michael. Well, I mean, a couple things here. What huge news. First of all, as you just pointed out, that is the that is a big one in football. It's one thing you can't do. It's almost a guarantee uh, that you were, you're going to be sitting down for a year. Yeah, if you not suspended banned. That's, but but I but I think it's interesting though, and, and I don't want to I don't want to make any kind of defense for what Calvin Ridley did, given his position as a pro football yeah. player. You just yeah you, you can't do it. Oh, I know but where you're going. Different era. I know where you're going. Right, but right, different era. Correct. 1963. Uh, with Paul Horning, different different world. No internet. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. no big TV contract. Uh, not yeah. even the '80s with Art Schleister. Shout out Ohio State, Art Schleister. Just a different different animal. Yeah. And now we talk about 2021 in the league. It's not just the NFL. All leagues are getting really close. It's really close. Cross pollination. They put their arm, they've embraced yes. gambling. They've embraced gambling. sports gambling, legalized. Every other commercial huge. is another sports book. Yes. Every other with every celebrity you could think of in it. I mean, the Mannings so, are in gambling commercials. The first yeah. family of football are in gambling commercials for crying out loud. Right. Man. I mean, you know what it feels so, like, Michael? It feels like a marijuana suspension. In, yeah. in, in, in this regard, Amer it feels like a in marijuana this, suspension in this era. five in years this ago. Era. Right. Yeah, but like even five <laughs> years ago, where it was like right. the attitudes of the country were shifting, the understanding and, 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 the, and the notions around medicinal marijuana in particular, or even recreational marijuana use was shifting. It was like, man, y'all still, y'all, these weed, these weed suspensions are kind of draconian. They're trying to, they're kind of antiquated. Yeah. This feels like yeah, a... I mean, Okay, if you yeah. if you think if you think if you think Calvin really deserves this, he deserves it because it's against the rules. And it's like, well, you should have known the rules. And the rules are the rules. Right. And you got caught. You were dumb enough to get caught. But in totality, to your point, bro, everybody's gambling. 
and they're making yeah. a, a, a you-know-what ton of money off of it. The league is yeah. in bed with these sports books. The league has relation. The league is in, incorporating, uh, is promoting, is embracing, is celebrating sports betting and making yeah, tons of billion, money off of it. It's a multi. I was shocked. It's a, the only thing the that shocks me about is this is that more dudes ain't doing it. The only the only thing that shocks me about this is that not only are, are more dudes gambling, but more of them haven't been caught. I'd be shocked if a bunch of them were gambling on this and using inside information. It's only a matter it of is. time before some other people get it's caught doing it. Yep. It's only a matter of time. It's a multi. It's a multi billion dollar industry, just like the NFL is multi billion dollar industry. Multi-billion dollar industry with gambling, sports betting, uh, throw in fantasy football if you want to, as some sure. form of it, as some form of it. I don't, and I don't do it for free. Naturally, You're good at something, never do it for free. Yeah. So naturally, naturally, there are going to be some really blurred lines. And I think uh, Calvin Ridley maybe is the cautionary tale for a lot of players and causes some agents and some general managers and some owners we're very protective of the product to say, well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, we may we, we may need to clarify some of our rules on the books here and tell players, well, this kind of gambling is bad. But this type of gambling, well, just be careful. I don't know. Or or maybe Mike, they'll just continue to put on the white wig and and be very judgmental about other people who are doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do it. But we, we but we don't play, right? But, y'all, but, you can't. but hey, and and then you ask them, and it's like a kid who who asks you, and we use, if you give this answer as a parent, do better. Oh, well, why can't that way? Do, they, it, do as they, I say, not as out, I do. Yeah, right. They Absolutely. point out the inconsistency. Yeah. They point out your hypocrisy. Yeah. Uh, 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 because I said so. Because that's yeah. the way oh, it is. Oh, do as I do as do as I say, not as I do. Hundred percent. No, yeah. it's, it's it, it is, it's taboo, because there's always going to be the fear whether it's coaches, officials, players, or whatever, that they're manipulating games. That is, that is some, uh, what was Billy, that is Billy Blanks in, uh, in The Last Boy Scout. Remember that yeah. opening scene in The Last Boy? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what, but it, this was inevitable. You can't have this proliferation of gambling around your game, this open embrace of gambling around your game, and expect some of the hundreds of players in the NFL to not decide that they want to get their beak wet. That they want to eat. Yeah. That they want a part. They, they, they news, want a part of this this windfall. This is ine- this is inevitable. Uh, Surprised it took this long. Yeah. And unrelated news, Mike. Uh, any updates on Stephen Ross? And that one hundred thousand yeah, right? dollar offer to Brian Flores. I'm just wondering. <laughs> we got right. the updates there because we found out right. a lot of stuff about Calvin Ridley pretty quickly. I've talked to the Giants. We had a great interview. They were kind of on me, you know. They they were giving me a hard time, but you know, I feel like it, it was like that Big Brother moment where they give you a hard time, a hard time, because they really they're interested in you and they like you. So for me, you know, just just showing them that you know I'm really a guy. I grew up in a big city, so a big city is nothing new to me, right? 
Well, I mean, just give me a hard time, you know, like select, like when you bring up, you know, what's going to happen if, if I'm not the star, you know, coming in five games in if I don't have a sack. This is one thing we talked about. And, you know, the media is going to be down in me. You know, everybody's going to be – I'm going to be in the doghouse. You know, how am I going to hold that? And I, and I let them know, like, I've been in the media since I was a sophomore in high school, you know. So I've been trained for this my whole life, and I know that most of it is entertainment, right? So I'm not really worried because whatever happens between the four walls of, of the team and the organization is what's going to dictate the future. And if I have five bad games, we're going to focus on – that next week on how we're going to, you know, dominate the team, you know, that's next. Come on now. Come on, bro. That's my dude. That's my dude. I want to draft him now. I want to play now. The season needs to start. That is the official number one draft pick. A brother from another. I don't care what y'all say about Hutchinson. Good for you. I don't care what you say about the tackle from Alabama. That's my guy. And by the way, for those who say, oh, 40, just in the t-shirt, this is not really a football drill. Uh, that's the official time, 465, but on my clock, I had him at 458, Michael Smith. I had him at 458. Uh, well, but that was, I think that was the first one. I think his, I think he ended up with a 458. Okay. Uh, that was just the first, that was his first 40-yard dash. I love I'm this pretty dude. sure he ended up with a 458. I love I'm him. pretty sure. I love him. Whoever gets him, they're going to be happy. He sees the he plays the game on the field. He sees the game up here. He knows what's coming. You can just listen to him. He's got it. He's got it. Um, but the, the other thing, Mike, and, and before I pass it to you, is I just want to yeah. point out, you, you've heard all the cliches over the years about the combine and, uh, hey, it's not really, is it all about football? Is it about what they do on tape? And I, and I hear people saying that. At the 40 is not really a football drill, but at Deion, Deion Sanders ran like a 4-2 something. Uh, I hear that it's not the end all reps. be all. Yeah, it's not the end all be all. But you can't ignore some of the things you saw, whether it's Aiden Hutchinson three cone drill, whether it's wide receivers and defensive backs and even linemen running in the you know in the fours. I mean, like okay. In Jordan Davis at 341 running a 4.8 is just stupid. Okay, that's just, that's six, just four unheard of. How about a 6.4 well, corner yes. running like 4.3, 4.4? Four, four, four. Well, that's our guy. Or 4.3, Talking about four, uh, Tariq Woolen. Yeah, get right. it right. Tariq Woolen uh, from UT San Antonio. That's our guy Brian McFadden was talking him up. 6.4, 200 pounds out here running a 4.26. Uh, but back to, let's just focus in, let's now in on, oh, well, there's one more person I do want to shout out before I get back to Kayvon Thibodeau. The other person uh, who wrecked shop was also at Georgia, not just Jordan Davis, but uh, Trayvon Walker. 6'5", 272, 84 and a quarter inch wingspan, ran a 4.51 with a 6'8", 9, three cone drill. It confirms what you saw on tape, and it's a tool. It's just another part of the evaluation process. I emphasize process. You know, both of us were like drooling over Kayvon Thibodeau. We talked to him oh, yeah. during Super Bowl week. But yeah. some things concern me. Uh, not, not for him and not, not for us, but it's interesting. We showed, you know, the clip from his podium session. He didn't nail the, the combine in totality. First of all, he skipped the position drills because he said it was a long day and he left early on Saturday. That doesn't necessarily help when there are already questions, perhaps illegitimate questions, about your dedication yeah. and work ethic. Okay, there's that. Okay. 
Uh, oh, I forgot to mention the 27 reps on the bench for him, which was a uh, top of six among all players and leads all edge rushers. So he's got the power with the long arms, got the strength with the long arms, mm -hmm. got the speed. You know, we know what he put on tape. Uh, I didn't love that he said Jadavian Clowney 2.0, um, unless he meant an improved version of Jadavian Clowney, who had questions coming out of South Carolina and then has gone on to play four teams. Good career, play with four teams. Good career, but right. not a gold jacket career, not a Hall of Fame career. Okay. I right, guess right. what I'm wondering about, about Kayvon Thibodeau, you and I were impressed by him, but people are saying, people are saying people that he didn't nail the interviews, and I wonder how his confidence is being taken behind closed doors by arrogant right. NFL types who think they know okay. it all, despite right. their very checkered history yes. with nailing draft picks who think right, they, you right. know, like if somebody comes in with that kind of confidence, are they going to think that guy's a know-it-all? You know, yeah. or does that guy think hey, his you-know-what don't stink? Hey. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Like, we love him. And, 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 we we, we, and we here. Ball. We here. And, and, exactly. And, and, and if you're Jacksonville, okay, let me interview you. Here's like what's going to happen. Right. Ice Cube said, hire learner. Let me see your ID. Okay? Like, Here's what's going to happen. What you doing? He going to slip. And he's going to have even more fuel to that fire. I can't wait to see what he does April 1st on his pro day, though. Hopefully. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented... They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.